0: Let's jump right in and meet this week's question
1: asker. My name is Britt McCarran and I'm a tour guide living in Bernal Heights.
0: Britt does a lot of walking around San Francisco and notices the kind of details that others might miss.
1: You look up and there's all this amazing architecture around you and there's all this excitement and interesting things. to look. But there was one day I was looking down the sidewalk and I was just seeing all these little patterns of glass circles embedded in the pavement.
0: These glass circles, or blocks, are usually arranged in a grid, and they're a few feet by a few feet.
1: So I was trying to figure out what these things are. That's why I emailed you guys.
0: This week on Bay Curious, we're shining light on these gems underfoot. What are they for? Where do they come from? Why are some purple? I'm Olivia Allen Price. Stick around, it's Bay Curious. Reporter Jessica Placzek takes us on a journey to learn more.
2: You're in a ship below deck. You can smell the sea and the musk of the wood. Nearby, men sway back and forth in their hammocks, snoring softly amid the creaks of the hull. The cook sent you down here to bring him salt pork. It's the 1840s, so it'll be at least another 70-some years before incandescent lighting becomes commonplace. But fire, fire can be expensive, smoky, even dangerous out on this floating tinderbox, especially if the cargo is flammable. For light down here, you depend on glass poured in the shapes of cut gems inlaid into the deck. They glow above your head, refracting rays of sunlight onto the oak ribs of the ship. These are prism lights. The light can go both ways. The daylight comes down, and if a fire breaks out below, the prisms will glow with warning at the feet of the sailors above. That prism technology used on ships is soon brought onto land, so that the spaces below the sidewalk can be lit. In 1845, inventor Thaddeus Hyatt patents the vault cover, in which a series of small glass pieces are placed in big cast iron panels. The panels are modular, so you can put many of them in a row over large areas. The glass pieces in Hyatt's early panels are circular and always flush with the sidewalk. They're flat in the ground so that the foot of a passerby doesn't trip on them. Some are flat on the bottom, but Hyatt also has refracting lenses where the glass extends down in triangular shapes. These exposed prisms toss and bend the light into dark subterranean corners. These panels of glass are called vault lighting. And vault lights are eventually made available in different variations: circle and square glass, different kinds of prisms, and panels made out of concrete instead of cast iron. The vault lights become popular in cities and are used in many iconic and interesting architecture projects. Here's a fascinating one, but it requires a little backstory. The city of Sacramento is between two mighty rivers, the Sacramento and the American rivers, which for a long time made the city very prone to flooding. In 1862, the city flooded and the newly elected California governor, Leland Stanford, was brought to his inauguration in a rowboat. To protect businesses against floods and avoid the rowboats, that same year it was decided that certain parts of the city would be elevated up to 14 feet. But instead of lifting the buildings, in some places they simply built over the first floor. Which means below the sidewalk. You can still pass between the abandoned storefronts of the city forgotten and these eerie streets are illuminated by vault lights, which cast a gentle purple glow into the dark neglected spaces. It's said that people have seen ghosts down here, an old woman in a black Victorian dress with a white ruffled collar, and a small girl who is scared and won't let go of a visitor. Then there's the iconic ways vault lighting has been used. Some of New York City's first subways used vault lights to illuminate the shining tiles. And then there's the other icon many of us never got the pleasure of visiting. Penn Station. The original Penn Station in New York City was built in 1910 and was opulent beyond belief. It had this huge passenger concourse that led to all the train platforms. It had a magnificent arched glass canopy held together with an exposed steel structure. The ground of the concourse was almost entirely vault lights. So the sunlight pouring through that glass canopy would spill down to the lower levels. But that station was demolished in the 1960s and replaced with the Penn Station we know today. Since then, it's been said, one once entered the city like a god, but now one scuttles in like a rat. But what about San Francisco? What do our vault lights light? Well, most of them light sub-sidewalk basements. You see, a lot of buildings in San Francisco have basements that extend out under the sidewalk. They can be used as extra storage or workspace. And similar to a ship, it was less dangerous and expensive to use natural lighting than to have a flame under your building. If you want, you can see beneath the panels of vault lights in the well-known City Lights bookstore in San Francisco's North Beach. To find the underside of the vault lights, go downstairs and walk over between the shelves of cognitive science and Asian classics. Look up and you'll see the colored glass dim as the feet of pedestrians cross over it. These are not prisms though, they're flat on the bottom. It's unclear how many sub-sidewalk basements there are in the city. I asked San Francisco Public Works about it, and they don't really have a count. But there's another mystery I can solve. Our listener noted that a number of these glass prisms are purple. And that was not intentional. So glass is made of silica, which can be found in sand, but often sand will have other elements in it. To clarify and stabilize the glass, they add manganese dioxide. It essentially makes the glass clearish. So when these vault lights were first installed, they were clear. But the thing is, when manganese is exposed to UV rays for long periods of time, it oxidizes and turns purple or bluish. This process can take decades. So when you see the purple glass, it's old. Or they faked it and used colored glass to mimic the old glass. And what does this week's question asker make of all this?
1: It did seem like the ones that are purple are much more broken up and they've been weathered over time. So that makes sense. That's very cool. Thank you so much for answering my question. Like I said, I love your podcast, and so I'm always listening to it. So I look forward to hearing this one.
0: That was reporter Jessica Placzek. Today's episode was sound designed and engineered by Rob Spate. you are a die-hard Bay Curious listener, we made a little something for you. A quiz inspired by all of our 2019 episodes. Test yourself and see how much you retained from our shows last year. Find the quiz at baycurious.org, and we'll also link to it in our show notes. I'm Olivia Allen Price. Have a great week.
3: Hi, Bay Curious listeners. Are you ready to play May's trivia game? Okay, our question for the month is, the world's longest-running pillow-fighting contest was held from 1966 to 2006 in what Bay Area town? Our trivia quiz is made possible by Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Good luck! Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just...